I let myself into the office on a Monday morn. Rainy skies, misty sidewalks, the creak of the floorboards as I enter. All of it is familiar, yet none of it is what I'm looking for. At Frog of the Week, we find frogs weekly, you see? But today? Today I'm looking for the Frog of the Year, an honor of honors. I sit in my chair and lean back, reach for a cup of joe, and gaze back out through the blinds at the city. Somewhere out there is our target. We'll find them, I say to myself. We gotta start somewhere. when the door to my office opens. In walks my partner, Little Pete. He tosses a folder on my desk and stands back with his tiny hands in his tiny pockets. He's got to hop on my desk for me to hear him. That's how little he is. Cute guy. for you, boss, he chirps. A lead, I ask, flipping through the files. Dunno, it was here when I got in this morning. It's run-of-the-mill case stuff, until a photo falls out. I stare at the subject until Pete flips it over. Written on the back is a clue, a hint, something from our loyal listeners. I know where to start, I say. Get my coat. We're gonna find this frog of the year, Pete. Mark my words. The note read, I love how it makes its own poison, how it sounds, and look at it. From listener Fiona. There's only one frog in the city that could be. We spoke not long ago. With Pete in my pocket, I walk down the street to the nearby diner. I call to the owner, hey, frog. My friend, the inimitable Korobori frog, shouts cheerfully back and all her friends there for their morning mess join in. Hey, Kim, the Korobori frog says as I sidle up to the bar. What can I do for you? You regular? No time today, friend, I say. There's no time for my usual quiche Lorraine with a side of tuna. You see, we're looking for someone, someone important. Puny Pete hops out of my pocket and up the Korobori frog's shoulder. He tells her the whole deal. Korobori frog lights up like a baseball stadium. Are you now? She asks. The sly frog that she is, she leans in and murmurs. I think I heard some word down the street about that. Do tell, P 
repeat chimes. Corrobori Frog scribbles something hastily on a napkin and pushes it my way. I glance at it and we make haste back out onto the street. Pete explains along the way that the Korobori frog had directed us to an old community staple. Reports varied. Cutest frog to ever frog, an anonymous source said. It's so classic and nice, I love it, Listen, Koi said. It's clear that these clues lead right to an old friend of Pete's. The black-eyed leaf frog. The cutie who runs the library just down the way. We step into the lobby and... Hey, turn that down. We're in a library here. Anyways, we look behind the counter for our friend in that iconic pink sweater. Sure enough, the black-eyed leaf frog looks up at us with his little button eyes, blinking in surprise. Well, what can I do for you, fellas? He asks. We're looking for the frog of the year. And you are on the list, my friend, I say. Black-eyed leaf frog shakes his head. No, that can't be. Well, perhaps I'm on the list, but I was just reading an article pointing at another frog. He rustles through the papers, which cling to his sticky little toe pads, before he finds the article in question. Ah, here. May it aid you on your journey, friends. He beams. We step back out onto the next step of our journey. The next fella is somewhat notorious. The article's long, several times Pete's length. He holds it like a scroll and reads the accolades like some sort of squire heralding the M.A. Mustache Toad as we walk towards his home. Miss Vickery's third grade class said, we love mustaches. We celebrated Mustache Day in honor of the mustache frog. That's a hoot of a holiday if I do say so myself. I appreciate novel weaponry in the animal world. Horns, tusks, claws, and antlers are so cliched more mustaches and beards should be used, reported listener Nat. Rave reviews, Pete says, shaking his head. Now that's a toad. I'm agreeing as we step into the local boxing club. We've arrived just in time. The bell sounds as the M.A. Mustache Toad boxes his opponent from the ring with his signature move, a headbutt to the stomach. He offers a hand to the fallen frog and helps him back to his feet, all gentleman-like. Then M.A. Mustache Toad flexes for the crowd, who hoot and holler as he steps out of the ring directly into a crowd of adoring fans. Pete and I approach as the crowd begins to disperse. His mustache quirks curiously as Pete hails him. Ah, bonjour, he says with a bow. To whom do I owe the pleasure? 
We're looking for the frog of the year, and you're one of them. Little Pete squeaks. Who, me? C'est magnifique. But ah, I hear it is not I who deserves the pleasure. M.A. Mustache Toad says, frowning and twirling the end of his stash. No, that honor has gone to an even mightier opponent. One who has not yet deigned to meet me in the ring. Pete eagerly jots down some notes as M.A. Mustache Toad dishes the details about our next frog. We thank him for his time and catch the opening volley of his next fight before we head back out on the hunt. Our next step is in the local lounge. We're standing in line to get in as Pete runs down the dossier for our next candidate, the saber-toothed frog. I love the reference to cat-like features and of course those chompers. How can one resist? An anonymous listener said. Listener Glenn simply said, teefs, to which Pete and I both nod sagely. We step into the warm, humid lounge at long last, directly into a cloud of smoke. No, fog, we realize, billowing off the rapid rivers that snake through the lounge. We step hastily through the waters, seeking the saber-toothed frog. She's lounging on a leaf, and when she smiles slowly at us, she reveals all her sharp little teeth. Well now, how can I help you fine folk? The saber-toothed frog says. She blinks slowly at us, like a cat greeting a friend, or perhaps sizing up her next meal. Pete swallows nervously and says, Well, ma'am, we were just looking for the frog of the year. Ah, say no more, she says. You're croaking up the wrong tree, I'm afraid. But wouldn't you know, I just had a word with the culprit last night. Pete's too excited about the frog of the year to remember to be afraid of her. He bounces up, takes down her information, and leads the way back onto the streets. We wait until twilight. The streets... Oh, we're changing genres? Got it. The streets fall quiet as the frogs return to their homes, be they in pond or tree or burrow. For this year's Frog of the Year, we find them not in a city, but beyond the bounds of urban sprawl. We head into the forest. I wield a flashlight. Pete nurses a little tea light where he sits upon my shoulder. Together, we brave the elements and step quick and quiet through the underbrush of a nearby grove. The night is still, until I step on an errant branch and break it. Pete gasps, 
I hear the swooping of wings above me and the rustle of leaves. It's not a bird, nor a bat, nor Superman. No. Our prey is more elusive than all of those things combined. Finally, we reach a clearing. In a perfect halo of moonlight stands our frog of the year. The vampire tree frog. His skin glitters in the moonlight. His black fangs wink from the darkness. Our last clue, our final drop of evidence, had come from listener Blep. Since the days of my own larval stage, I too have enjoyed using my oversized chompers to chow down on some tasty eggs. Frogs, they really are just like us. Around him are the sacks of several eggs, pierced by said chompers. The vampire tree frog turns slowly to regard us with a suspicious look, red eyes glinting dangerously, yet mischievously. He greets us amiably, in a voice like dry, rich wine. Hello, my sweets. You finally found me. Be warned, I am so dangerous, haven't you heard? Oh, not to us, Pete says. You're the frog of the year. But I'm a killer, a monster. No, I say, you're a frog. He blinks once, twice, a third time even. Then, oh, very well, if you insist. What do I get? Some sort of prize? Money? Better, Pete says. He hops from my shoulder and hugs the vampire tree frog around his ankle. Vampire tree frog looks up at me, bewildered. I step over and hug him too. You win our love, I say over his shoulder. You're the frog of the year. We love you. All of us do. He chokes back a sob, but hugs me back. By the silver starlight, we lead him back to the agency, where Pete wraps him in a cozy, soft blanket and gets him some eggnog. I look on the scene with satisfaction. That's another year for the books. I file Pete's case notes away and kick back in my chair, feet propped on my desk, and enjoy the job well done. Oh, beans. It's only then that I realize 
I didn't finish drinking my Joe from that morning. And that's the frog of the year. Thank you to everyone who helped us crack the case by sending in your votes. Special thanks to Bolt, who makes the artwork for each episode of Frog of the Week, and who also wrote this very special Frog of the Year episode. Thanks also to AJ, our producer, for making it sound like radio drama magic, and to the rest of the Frog of the Week team. We'd also like to thank Bokeh for the wonderful music on our regular episodes throughout the year. And thank you to the Worst Garbage Podcast Network for having us and promoting our weird little show. Finally, thanks to all of our listeners for another great year. It's such a joy making this show and getting to share it with all of you. And my apologies to anyone who has the regional accents that I attempted to do during this episode. As always, you can find us online at frogpod.online or weeklyfrogpod.tumblr.com. Thanks for joining us. Happy New Year. And we'll see you next week. PWG, the worst garbage, the online.